This is Terrio Media. Did you know that up to 50% of your lifetime income will be wiped out by taxes? What if you could stop this madness? Isn't it about time you play on a level playing field with the wealthiest 1%? Now you can. Tim Barry, attorney at law, shares here each and every week current tactics and strategies that anyone can implement to hack the tax code, protect your assets, and keep what's rightfully yours. It's time for Tax Hacker Tuesday. Alrighty, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. It is Tax Hacker Tuesday with my attorney and friend, Tim Barry. Hey, Tim. Hey, Matt. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. I've missed you, buddy. It's been a while. It certainly has. It has. Good. I can't wait to make up for lost time. So uh, on today's, or uh, Mondays here at Epic, we show you new and creative ways as well as time-honored ways of making money using real estate. And on Tuesdays, we show you how to keep it. So if you have any questions specifically for Tim, you can go to taxhacker.com forward slash questions. You can post your questions there and we will answer them here live on the show. And uh, here we are in fourth quarter, Tim. And uh, there's what I found is, and from my experience, and you can share with me if I'm accurate or not, that people like to do all of their tax planning on April 13th. And uh, the uh, it's kind of too late by then, right? Uh, well, you know, you're being very generous. Most of my clients is normally April 14th, 11.59 at night. Yeah, I don't know why they, the tax day of April 14th was in my head, and I knew it was 15th after I said 13th. And I was like, oops, I messed that up. That's what I meant to say. Well, I think really the listeners, you're used to your listeners are ahead of the curve, so they were a day early. They were a day early, exactly. We prep them well over here. <laughs> but if you're going to uh, make any sort of impact on this year's taxes, it has to be done before basically the stroke of midnight in most cases. You might have some exceptions, but um, let's go over what uh, people need to be focused on uh, the fourth quarter. You know, fourth quarter, it's really all about, and this is just going to be a, a truism, I guess, is lowering your income and accelerating your deductions. That's what you really want to do on the fourth quarter. And then as well as line some things up so that, you know, maybe next year you can get some deductions for stuff and apply it to this year. But all about fourth quarter is increasing your deductions and lowering your income. Really simple stuff. Got it. Okay. So, lowering your income, does that mean you just stop working? Well, you know, you, you kind of <laughs> joke about it, but why not? Uh, mm. well, I'll give you an example. Um, right about now, I tell my clients that uh, I want to make sure I do a really good job for them, so I'm not going to bill them a single dime until I'm fully completed with everything. And gosh, I move a little bit slow, so I may not, not be done until uh, January 1st, January 2nd. So, mm. I'm still working, but my pipeline has been, this sounds weird, has been clogged until January 1. So I don't want any more money. Uh, don't pay me this year. I'm begging you. Don't give me a dime. Mm. Uh, now, a lot of your people will probably have rental properties. Uh, maybe they have installment notes, things of that nature. Gosh, maybe they let it you know, be known that, you know what? We know Christmas is coming up. We know that it's a rough time. If you want to defer payment for a while, go for it. Mm, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So giving your tenants the uh, the maybe November and December off. Yeah, November is probably already uh, come and gone, but December, oh, hey, yes. if they want to be late by 30 months on uh, payments, or 30 months, that's hilarious, uh, 30 days on payments, uh, it might work out for everybody's uh, advantage there. So how much, say if you had three rental properties, how much of an impact would that have on your 
your tax implications. It's really nothing exciting. Right. Uh, three rental properties, let's say a thousand bucks each, that's a whopping three thousand bucks is gonna lower your taxes. And then if you're already making over one fifty a year, husband and wife, you're mm-hmm. not gonna be able to deduct it. So in the larger picture, that's really not exciting. Got it. So what's another example? Um, other examples, and by the way, Matt, and for the listeners uh, today, uh, this isn't going to be the most exciting stuff. There's some really neat stuff we can do, but today is just about the bare bones basics, and then we can hop into the more advanced stuff later on. Um, okay. One cool thing I've always found is uh, get paid to party like it's 1999, or am I dating myself here? <laughs> Oh, that's, I'm timely with that. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the coolest things of the tax code, and once again, this isn't going to be you know massive numbers, but it's kind of neat. It says that if you rent out your house for less than 14 days throughout the year, you don't mm-hmm. have to pay any taxes on the rental income you receive. So let's say that uh, you got a business and you're going to have a holiday party. And you're a cheapskate like me, and you also want to uh, build up a deduction. Your business could rent your house, have your holiday party at the house. Uh, the business pays you that money, and you don't have to pay taxes on that income. Hmm. That's, that's a good one. Go ahead. You, well, and let's go to double bonus round with that. I've mm-hmm. got a good buddy who has you know a bunch of employees and all that other stuff, and he wants to give them year-end bonuses. But everyone complains about, hey, the year-end bonuses are going to cost too much. Okay, cool. Maybe you have multiple holiday parties, and one of the parties is at a key employee's place, and you pay them, I don't know, how much does a hotel room go for now? About 3000 bucks or so? Oh, like a, like a banquet room or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably so, right. Let's say whatever. You pay them whatever the fair market value is for the use of a similar banquet room with kitchen facilities. If that's a couple thousand, that's a nice little bonus the employee just got. And how much do they have to pay in taxes? Nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. That's so that's, yeah, that's a cool little thing. And by the way, you might get some fun and entertainment out of the whole thing too, or you might get some embarrassment out of it. Depends on how good of a party it was, you know? <laughs> right. The holiday parties are always good for camera opportunities. Yeah, oh, isn't wow. it though? Right. Uh, other neat one. Let's say you're on the fence. You haven't done it yet, but you know there's, uh, I don't know, a training course you got to sign up for and or a marketing course or there's some marketing expenses. Sign mm-hmm. up for those now. You don't have to attend the thing right now. It doesn't have the attendance doesn't have to be in 2018, but you can sign up now, incur that expense. Hell, better yet, throw it on a credit card, get air miles, and take your time paying the thing as long as it's mm-hmm. a decent credit card. But mm-hmm. now you can take that tax deduction in 2018, even though A, you don't pay it off till 2019, or B, you don't attend till 2019. So if you're sitting on the fence with something, rack that thing up, get that tax deduction right now. Got it. Hey, on that note, because I had this question come up, someone that was uh, um, considering working with us and they had a big tax dilemma of whether they should do it now or after the the new year. Uh, If they don't officially have the business, but they want to create the business, um, does that have any impact on when they can deduct their, I don't know, their education or their training? Yeah, you got to have the business up and running before you can deduct that. The business has to be up and running. So, uh, but what's the definition of up and running? Well, if you're going to be flipping houses, the 
definition is buy a house. Uh, that's what the IRS has said in previous cases. But here's the thing, Matt. Your stuff is a lot different than most people I see out there, and your stuff is all about marketing. So mm-hmm. maybe your business or the students' businesses or the people who want to uh, – uh, hire you get the education they have a marketing company and mm-hmm. a marketing company could be as simple as throwing up that website and doing some basic marketing throwing up the facebook page and doing some basic marketing voila you're now in business you're out trying to get leads for people who want to sell or buy real estate or do whatever Got does that it. make sense yes yes so it's just a little bit of a, a change in viewpoint a lot of people get caught up on oh I'm a real estate investor. I'm a flipper. I do this, that, or that thing. Oh, no, you're not. Your main thing is marketing because you're not going to be able to do anything unless you have the inventory and all that other stuff. So you got to go out there and market. It's just a little bit of a twist on uh, definition, shall we say. Sure. Well, it's actually 100% accurate. We've said that more than once on this show that you are a marketer first before you're an investor because if you can't market and generate leads, then you can't invest. Yeah, exactly. And so now... What's the definition of up and running? Uh, setting up that Facebook page, that's pretty tough. Setting up the website, oh, that's uh, even tougher. You know, that's, well, we do that for them, so that's yeah, even That's tougher. a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> right. Okay, so, cool. They can have those deductions. And that just kind of goes to it is the big thing is limit your income and then prepay expenses. And by the way, if, uh, I don't know, you have an office front load that uh, the office pay off the rent for the next six months uh you have various expenses your uh, cell phone bills if they'll let you pay off some early so it's just a function of prepay as many expenses as you can and limit the income that's going to be coming in got it makes sense super all right so i think you had something planned for today and we just went off i took you down a, a rabbit hole over here with the uh, lowering the income well, no, 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 no. That's pretty much what I had planned for today was just that little truism of just talking about, you know, the basics ones, lower the income, prepay the expenses. I mean, the stuff next week, we can really bore people about the more intricate stuff to get, you know, the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of deductions. All right. I think we'll end with that. Stay tuned for the next boring episode of Tax Tagger Duplay. <laughs> Is that great marketing or what, Matt? Yes, yes. Uh, I've got a class for you. <laughs> How to bore your audience. Right? Very good. All righty. So whenever you're ready to have Tim customize a Tax Hacker blueprint for you, go to taxhacker.com, answer a few questions about your situation, tell Tim what you'd like to have happen, and then his team is going to take it from there. And he'll even give you a copy of his free book all around Trump's new tax plan. This will be the first year we actually get to put that into practice. And uh, specifically, it's all about what the press isn't telling you. So go to taxhacker.com, and we'll see you right here next week. All righty, Tim, I'll see you next week. Okay, Matt. Take care. You too. Bye. That's it for today, as we dream of a tax system that works just for you. But until then, you have Tim Barry. See you next Tuesday for another episode of Tax Hacker Tuesday.